check in with uh, Kev Polkowski here in a uh, couple of minutes because this uh, 270 um, crash is taking up uh, most of the news uh, this morning. 840 here, Big 550 KTRs. Until then, though, we'll check in with Dan Zarlinga, just like we do every Friday. Uh, he is from the Missouri Department of Conservation. Good morning, Dan Zarlinga. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm glad we're talking about this because um, even though it's wildlife uh, or wildfire prevention, we've seen quite a number of fires in houses the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, and we just heard about that big one in Texas and all. So this is uh, this is the season when we are kind of more prone to wildfires for a number of different reasons. First of all, uh, you know, as we get into spring here, the winds can be pretty heavy, and they do two, two things. They dry out. Uh, fuel, and then of course, if it, making it easier for a fire to start, and then if it does start, they blow it around and make it worse. Um, so you've got a convergence of things. You've got the winds, you've got all the debris, the uh, the old leaves and stuff like that from the last fall and winter sitting on forest floors. Right, that's a big what we call a big fuel load. And so, and then if you get some bright sunny days and you things dry out and stuff like that, and, and there's no not much greenery around right now to help prevent the fires from spreading. So you just have a a lot of con- things that converge to give you a high risk this time of year. I never thought about it, but the green vegetation probably would slow down a fire. It does, yes. So right now we don't have any green vegetation out yeah. there. Um, and we've got lots of leaf litter, and then if we get dry conditions and windy conditions and there's some kind of spark or something, yeah, that could be a, a wildfire, definitely. What, what is the definition of a wildfire? What, what does that mean exactly? So a wildfire is something we used to call, say, forest fires, but we say wildfires now because it's broader than just forests. But um, any, any fire that's basically started that's unplanned uh, or, um, you know, by accident or if it's, it could be by arson, too, by somebody starting a fire deliberately for malicious reasons. But it's something that's not controlled. It's, there are, uh, things aren't put in place to control or contain the fire so it can basically spread without any kind of restrictions um, and cause damage to, to habitats and property and yeah. people. I mean, it sort of happens. I mean, sometimes it's been said that somebody threw a lit cigarette out the window. Yes, so that is definitely a thing that can cause it, uh, for sure. But one of the biggest causes, though, um, is uh, burning debris uh, for uh, trash and leaves and things like that. So folks may be wanting to collect leaves and burn them this time of year, um, you know, from the the winter. And if the conditions aren't right, if you've got very low humidity, if you've got very dry fuels uh, around you and you don't have proper safety precautions when you light that fire... A little bit of wind can spread it uh, around and cause real problems. What are the rules with burning leaves? Where where, and when are you allowed to do that? So that's going to vary depending on the municipality or the county you're in. I don't believe in St. Louis County it's it's allowed, but other places it might be in more rural areas where you have more space. So that's going to vary depending on, on where you live and what the local ordinances and regulations are. But just generally speaking, you want to observe the fact you don't want a low humidity, you don't want high winds, uh, and you want to make sure you have some precautions in place when you light those fires so they don't spread. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you talk about um, things that make sense. Don't throw a lit cigarette out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If if you're at a campfire, make sure it's truly out. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, talk about that. But then cars, too, can also accidentally start a fire. So, yeah, a lot of, what a lot of people may not uh, realize is that off-road driving uh, can be a source of a lot of uh, wildfires as well. Um, because basically if you have those undercarriages of your vehicles, uh, your catalytic converter and whatnot down there, and you're driving on this dry, these dry grasses, that heat contacting that dry, fine fuel 
can uh, basically ignite and start a fire that way. Yeah. So that's something that folks need to be kind of um, aware of, too. Off-road driving is one of those things. And so what you want to do is if you are doing that, you want to make be very careful where you park. Don't park on those dry grasses that are going to come in contact with your undercarriage uh, that could cause a fire. Um, regularly inspect your undercarriage as well to make sure there's no things uh, are intact, no oils, no fuels are leaking underneath. That could be dangerous. Yeah. Always carry a fire extinguisher with you. That's a good a good precaution as well. And make sure if you've got an ATV that it has spark arresters on the exhaust. That'll help too. Oh, all right. Now, campfires real quick. I mean, that's a normal, you'd be extra careful when you have a campfire, you would think. Absolutely. Same like with burning. Uh, we talked about before. you got to be very careful in dry, windy conditions. Keep the campfire small and manageable. Make sure there's a good buffer between the fire and any flammable fuel. So clear that space around the campfire leaves and dry grass and such like that don't start don't use kerosene gasoline anything like that to start a fire um you know if you can have some extinguishing materials like some water and stuff yeah. available and don't put charcoals in the grass or anything like that and yes watch where you put your charcoal and, and stuff like that never leave it unattended at all and if you're leaving or going to bed for the night or leaving the campsite for good make sure you absolutely fully extinguishing that uh oh, campfire. hold that thought i have another question about uh burn policy we'll get to that in a second that's dan zerlinger from the missouri department of conservation i've seen on the news a couple of like managed burns and stuff what's what's that all about yeah so um while our crews right now have been spending a lot of time fighting wildfires in our areas in the area um, there's another kind of fire, though, that's not necessarily bad, and that's what we call controlled or prescribed burns. And so the big difference there is uh, prescribed burns are planned. We have a burn plan in place before we start it. We make sure we have uh, uh, fire breaks around where we're planning on lighting the fire to keep it from spreading. We have professionally trained crews uh, lighting and conducting and managing the fire. Uh, it's only lit when the conditions are right. Uh, the winds, the temperatures, the humidity is just right. And if it's not right, they abort it. Sure. Um, and then they have measures in place to keep it from spreading. And, and, they, and, the, and the reason that we like these fires is because fire can have a positive, when it's controlled and done properly, can have a positive effect on certain natural communities. Uh, it can clear debris and stuff like that, like the leaf litter we talked about to help uh, plants underneath grow better. Um, it, the, the burned area actually stimulates growth of certain plants and makes them want to grow more. Um, and it helps control invasive species in some cases. So there's a lot of things that can be done, uh, with fire that's productive. You just have to do it right. And that's the difference between prescribed burn is it's planned. It's conducted professionally with precautions in place, safety precautions, as opposed to a wildfire, which is just something that occurs, yeah. you know, spontaneously or whatever with no plan or no controls. I know the let it burn policy out west with some of these, you know, Yellowstone Park and stuff was somewhat controversial. But um, the Yellowstone from the fires from years ago and some of these other ones have come back. Uh, in beautiful ways that they never would have if they didn't have this let it burn policy. And and that's interesting because when you do see a burned area, the, a prescribed burned area, yes, it looks black, kind of looks ugly for a while, but it does not take long for the community to rebound. Yeah. And you go back a few weeks later and it's already starting to look green. You come back in this growing season and you see a brilliant proliferation of flowers and grasses. It, it really does help. And you know, historically, fires did happen uh, before humans intervened by lightning strikes and stuff like that. And then the Native Americans used fire in kind of like what we're doing in a controlled fashion to try to, you know, achieve certain goals on the landscape. So that's kind of what we do, too. So this, 
happens to be a season of wildfires that can happen, but it's also a good season to burn for prescribed yeah. fires as well. So we're kind of busy doing that in a lot of areas as, as well. Listening to somebody talk about the wildfires in California and they were uh, being um, evacuated and they were told, look, this fire could come up this hill 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, and you can't outrun it. You think, oh, I'll just stay on the sideline mm-hmm. and watch it. No, no, no. This this is a 50-mile-an-hour fire coming right down the street. It moves Once it gets going under the right conditions, fire moves very swiftly. And so that's one of the reasons we do prescribed burns that we're, you know, in the right position for that. Yeah. And they, they will create what's called a fire break, which they remove debris and leaves and things like that in a certain quarter. So when the fire gets there, it can't travel because there's no more fuel. You can also use things like trails and roads as fire breaks as well because a fire can't cross those areas. So, yes, uh, it, it's definitely something that's very planned out. And, uh, we again, we do it in the right conditions only. Yeah, the science yeah. of fire is pretty interesting. It is. Right. It's really fascinating. Dan Zarlinga, as always, giving us a little uh, hint about Mother Nature and uh, giving us a little um, peek into the world you live in at the Missouri Department of Conservation. Dan Zarlinga, thanks for coming in. Good stuff. Appreciate it as always, guys. Thanks. 850, Big 550, KTRS.